everyone, and welcome to the Maiden Vault Podcast and a Song of Ice and Fire reread podcast focused on the female point of view chapters. I'm Court. And I'm Mike. And welcome back. We are now in episode two, and this week we will be discussing Daenerys Targaryen. Daenerys Targaryen. Yay, she's here. Um, yeah, so I'm just gonna do a quick summary if you're cool with that. Yeah. Go ahead. All right, cool. So we meet Daenerys Targaryen. She is one of two Targaryens left in the world, along with her brother Viserys. Uh, they are the exiled children of the previous king of Westeros, Aerys I Targaryen, who a lot of y'all already know is the Mad King. Um, Daenerys is a kid, basically. It's very, very uh, important that we remember that. She's a 13-year-old kid who has been forced into this kind of, uh, I want to say vagabond lifestyle. Not vagabond. What's the word when people... Vagrant? Yeah, yeah. Migrant, migrant mm-hmm. lifestyle. Migrant, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and her and her brother, uh, they're they're the latest stop on their world tour of survival is uh in Pentos, where they have been taken in by a magister um called Alira Mopatis, and he's basically promised them that he will help to fund the restoration of the Targaryen dynasty when the time comes. Uh we start off with Daenerys having a conversation with her brother Viserys. Um, about the fact that Viserys basically has arranged for her to be married to a Dothraki horse lord called Caldrogo. Um, he basically tells her he has no choice, blah, blah, blah. They go through it. Um, a lot of this chapter is an internal read of how she's feeling as she's getting uh, ready for the introduction, which will be made at a party at Drogo's manse later that evening. Um, and the chapter ends with her seeing Drogo from afar and being in somewhat introduced to her to him uh by way of her brother and Illyrio at this party so we're gonna kind of get into our thoughts and feelings on that do you have anything to add I mean right now it's important that we think about like what the major themes are that we want to discuss so within this chapter there's kind of two major overarching themes Mm -hmm. that keep coming out throughout the chapter through either direct quotes or just like additional things that are are stated throughout the chapter that, yeah, yeah. that kind of Daenerys has has a focus on, mm-hmm. which are home. Yeah. And I would also probably say identity. Identity is yeah, that's what I wrote down. Very, very identity thing. is a very big part of this chapter. Yeah. So if you want, we can we can go ahead and start with the idea about home and kind of what that means to Daenerys yeah. and, and and kind of how how that has been really just like the cornerstone of her existence so far. It's really important for her to kind of focus on a space where she feels safe. Yeah. And having a severe lack of any space where she actually feels safe, she keeps kind of going she goes back to 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 a place. To a place. But yeah. yeah, so let's so let's speaking of home, okay. So when we talk about home for her at this very, very moment her home is Illyrio's Mance. Yes. Um, it probably hasn't been for a long time. And that's what I was asking. I, I, I doubt they've been there for more than a year because I don't know. She kind of keeps going back to, well, I don't know why he's doing this. I don't know really what the deal is with his whole generosity thing. And Viserys, who I think before we even get into that, can we talk about personalities before we even start talking about that? Like, these are the first time we're meeting them. What do we know about Daenerys First, Daenerys Targaryen, because she's the point of view. She's the important one because we're hearing her thoughts, her feelings. And then Viserys. What do we know? We know that they both have purple anime eyes. (laughs) It's very important because I I feel like the chapter opens up and the first description you get of either of them 
is their eyes. So mm-hmm. it's very important that they want to point out that the, they have like purple or lilac, mm-hmm. or mauve, some color of purple eyes, and they need to call that out. Then we kind of get a description of of Viserys. Mm-hmm. Very gaunt looking, very yeah. skeletal. Yeah. Um, but if you really just want to get into more so their their individual characteristics. Well, just who they are. Thing. Yeah, because I mean, we know, yeah, like you said, they have the purple eyes and they have the very long silver hair. And that's very like we want we know right away that this is a Targaryen trait. Like this is something that and we talk about Targaryen as if there's a race of people. But we know like later down the line that they're Valyrian. Targaryen is just their house mm-hmm. name. Yes. But um, that's a trait of people that come from Valyria is that they have these kind of like phenotypical like characteristics. Um, we know because I've mentioned it several times now, we know that this Daenerys, not Viserys, Daenerys is a kid. She's a child. She's 13 years old. Yep. Um, and I don't think I've ever been reminded of a fact more in any chapter <laughs> ever. It's than- weird. It's so weird because it's such a, pardon the pun, but it's such a stark contrast <laughs> to last week's read yeah. where I'm I'm very hard pressed to even remember at any point the chapter describing what Cat looks like. Yeah. I don't think we get any of like the, what we consider the the traits of a telly. Mm-hmm. We don't get the, the red hair. We mm-hmm. don't know anything about her eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're not describing her, her, any of her physical features. Mm-hmm. We know she's a mother, mm-hmm. but for Daenerys, it was very important to kind of explain every, every single facet. thing about her physicality, every single thing. Everything. And it was kind of weird, bro. Like, I'm not even going to lie. It's a little mad weird. Uncomfortable. It was a little not weird. even a little weird. It was mad uncomfortable. Yeah. It, it took two separate sittings mm-hmm. to really get through this, get through this chapter. Mm-hmm. And we're not even at like the rough material, if we're going to even call it that. But like yeah. all this just feels like, hey, I want to show you all this trauma and here I can hurt children and it's going to be real wild. So strap in. Yeah, it's, it's not easy. Um, and, that, and that's the thing. So here's I'm so what I'm thinking and I, going through my head, I'm like, is this a commentary or is this an exploitation? And I can't quite. I can't put my finger on it. I don't what, know. What, which way do you lean? Because I mean, I lean in like having read the series. I really don't. I think it's intended to be a commentary. But what does it come across? I as don't to you? know if it comes across that way. Again, this is why I want to do this reread, just because there are some things that like it's very hard to write something that you're not in a very non-exploitative way and i'm not saying that people that are different from the people the characters that they write can never write them i'm not saying that Mm -hmm. i'm just saying it is very difficult and i don't know i understand it i don't know it's weird because i feel like the series do you think that it's a i've heard it said and i feel like i've read martin say this but i could be wrong i feel like i've heard him say that he tried to do a deconstruction on the fantasy series in general but with somebody like daenerys who is Almost like fairy like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's and it's like because she's this magical thing, it's okay to sexualize her. But she's a kid. And it's weird to me because like also in my mind's eye, I'm having the show. And Amelia Clark was not 13, clearly, when they filmed no. the show. You know no. what I'm saying? So it was just it's because the 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 image that you get of Danny is of a grown woman. And yes, she still went through trauma, but like I literally like there are things that I've like just going through the beginning of it, like when Viserys is talking to her and he's just like, Hey, you have to put on this dress. I don't care what you say. If you don't do it, you're gonna wake the dragon. We'll come back to that in a minute. I see you making a face. Um, 
Well, she's just like, yo, dude, I just kind of want to go outside and play with those kids because that's what I want to do. And he's just like, yo, you're dirty. You're always dirty when you come in from the stables and you're doing this X, Y, and Z, which leads me to believe she likes to run the streets. She likes to go outside and be barefoot and just like, you know what I mean? Climb trees and like do a little hood stuff. Like she probably has a lot of Aria like tendencies if you think about it. Like she's a kid. She don't seem like she want to be in a house. She just wants to go outside and and be. she wants to play yeah she wants to play it's, it's it's very apparent throughout mm-hmm. this entire chapter how much she feels just displaced yeah in in a in a place where other people are are making a lot of decisions mm-hmm. for her mm-hmm. um the people around her very much so mm-hmm. in a position to to exploit yeah so maybe not so much just in the text feeling like is this exploit you know yeah is this an exploitation yeah it's more so a very uh, uh how do you say it's 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 shining a light mm. on just how much we can take advantage of other individuals yeah and and being able to see that so so you, you asked about like what do i think about the descriptions of these characters yeah, yeah. it's weird because for viserys you get the description and and, and the feeling that he is a a man tormented oh he's a mess he's very much so a mess and, and Daenerys is really in, in this stage where even if we're presenting and we're straight up saying, hey, she's 13, mm-hmm. emotionally and mentally, she's probably a lot younger. Um, both of them have come from mm. stages of trauma mm-hmm. and just looking at, you know, understandings of individuals who go mm-hmm. through trauma, mm-hmm. you know, not even unlike theirs. Mm-hmm. Think about them having to live in this disaster mindset. Yeah. For their entire, well, for her, her entire life. And at least yeah. for him, he's had some time to think about what it means to have kind of a normal life. Yeah. So at that age, he'd probably internalized, hey, these things that belong to me yeah. and and developmentally stop there because those things were yeah. important to him. He's, yeah. He holds on to them. Yeah. So we talk a little bit about identity. And he His was, identity is that. And that's, that's the thing about, so Viserys, right? He's a very interesting character because we're primed to like Daenerys, period. Like you're supposed to like Daenerys, right? Mm-hmm. I would think so. Um, whether it's okay to not or not whatever we will get in down the line because we're not there yet. But you're supposed to like Daenerys, so automatically you're supposed to not like Viserys. So I'm not saying I like Viserys, but I know that a lot of people tend to stop at the, this is what Viserys does. Now, Viserys is terrible to, Den- to yeah, Daenerys. Like, let's not pretend like oh, this no, whole no. chapter, he's No, not he's the absolute worst. Terrible. And I'm absolute worst. What I'm getting at, though, is... This, this fool is messed up. Like he's almost, I think I said this to you earlier. He's almost like a fiend. Like, like you said, he's described as sickly and gaunt. His features are gaunt. His like he don't go outside. Tight. He don't eat food. He sleeps. I mean, he, he don't, he barely sleeps. He sits up all night and he's like iron throne. I, like he has bloodshot eyes. I have, I don't know why they, he didn't give him that feature because I just would imagine he's very sleep deprived and if he knows what nightshade is, or he he likes it. He likes it, probably. <laughs> if he knows what it is. Think about it. I'm serious. Like, he's messed up. And then, yeah. like, okay, we're talking about, like, age and, like, how long he's been doing this. So it said that he was, like, eight or nine or something like that when they had to flee to Dragonstone. And Danny wasn't born yet. So, or he was eight when they fled to Dragonstone. Danny yes. wasn't born yet. Danny was born, like, nine months later. So he's either eight or nine years older than her. She's 13. He's, like, 21, 22. This fool is like all kinds of like crazy and all kinds of messed up. And I'm, part of me is like, is this, is this a, is this a, is this a, a, uh, what do you call it? A correct portrayal of something like this? Like, is this an accurate portrayal of 
the way somebody would really go through something like this. Because like the amount of information that he's been able to retain is wild. Think about it like this, though. At all points, whenever we're reading these chapters, it's from the point of view of the person who is presenting it to us. Yes. So we have to imagine that the information that Daenerys is internalizing, Mm -hmm. that Viserys is giving to her second or third hand in some cases. Of course. Is the way that she recollects it. Mm -hmm. But some of these stories she's probably been hearing since she could talk back. And, you know, just... I, I think that there's an, an interesting mm-hmm. parallel. Like when we get to the part where she starts talking about recollecting about uh, Willem Derry yeah. and being ferried out of, of that place due to, you know, Targaryen loyalists. Uh-huh. And, and, and at some point being old enough to remember, because you have to think about like, at what age do you start really remembering people around you? So she had been old I'm enough saying. to know, yeah, you know, him, even in, you know, she remembers like, hey, he used to tell me these stories and he was always very nice to me and he was very, very sick. And then we couldn't hang out there no more. And for a child, like thinking about what things you kind of hold on to when you're in spaces surrounded by trauma, it's you hold on to very specific and key things yeah. that that really stand out to you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, once again, just throughout this entire chapter, we talk about identity. We keep going back to that, the red door, Daenerys's red door. Red and, door in this space like her her safe space Mm -hmm. and throughout the chapter we find people who invade that space Mm -hmm. um end up being very contrary to her Mm -hmm. in in that aspect it's like hey you're you're kind of not doing the red door stuff i don't i don't what what, what red door stuff what do you mean meaning things that activities that she would believe that are things that keep her safe that keep her whole okay um like so red door not being actually the yeah, house not but red door being, being like a house it's a concept like the, the comfortability for yes her. it's all okay. about well if i'm to marry this dude drogo mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. will that make me comfortable will that make me safe will that in, in a lot of cases it's will this make my brother safe will this make my brother happy mm-hmm. so I don't know. It's it's just another interesting thing to think about. No, I totally agree. Um, yeah, th- so we get a lot about Targaryen history in this chapter. I mean, you get a version of Targaryen history. A version of Targaryen. And yeah. that's what I mean by like, all right, so he's recalling all this stuff that he heard secondhand, but let's just go down the timeline. Rebellion starts. Rhaegar dies first, probably. Yeah. Ares dies next. But before Ares dies, Ares sends Rayla and Viserys and unbeknownst to him, because how could he have known, right? That's Daenerys wild. was there. I mean, it said nine that, months later. I'm did just he like, know that there was a baby there? Did he care? Probably, Probably not. not. <laughs> <laughs> um, nine months later, baby Danny's born. Not even that long. Obviously, Rayla dies. Not that long after, Willem Derry has to ferry them out. They go to Bravos. They stay in Bravos for a while. They have that house. And then they had to move around all the free cities. Yes. And they, they finally ended they up in They lost all their money. Well, yeah, they people, lost all the I money. Mean, they, they, the people, people stole, stole it. Them. And they threw babies out. Who throws babies out of houses? Like, who does that? Um, she was old enough, like you said, to remember Willem Derry, but I don't... I'm trying to understand, like, how long they were homeless for. Like, that's what I really want to know. I Not mean, that that's important, but, like, it kind of is. Because that would explain a lot. Yeah. Since, like, they get to Bravos, mm-hmm. And from Bravos all the way until they get to Lease, mm-hmm. they're homeless. Like, you have to imagine that they're on someone's doorstep. They go, hey, how long can I hang out here? How long is the money going to last? Mm-hmm. You know, they they go through it and, and, you know, she recounts that, you know, they had sold their 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 last worldly possessions. And, the, you know, uh, they crown. talk about Rayla's yeah. crown yeah. and 
you know, how much money that could have gotten them. Mm-hmm. Also, if you're a, a merchant somewhere and you see a crown probably yeah. inlaid with like rubies and jewels mm-hmm. and you see a kid, you're swindling him, right? Well, of course. Like he didn't get a great price for that crown. But that's what I mean though. But if you think about this, Danny was old enough to under, to, to remember Derry. She was old enough to remember them. If let's say she was even as old as five, it would make a lot more sense that Viserys has all this information. Yes. Because for him to retain all that from eight years old to maybe nine, it, it's weird that he remembers that. Even if it's so, like you said, it is passed down. And if Danny's getting this third, fourth hand, for her to remember that much, it means Viserys had a big, a good enough. And I understand that Ares had him and was like indoctrinating him with crazy shit already. What I'm saying is how much of that in the midst of crazy trauma and you're like, like it, it wasn't like Viserys was an eight-year-old carrying his baby sister around homeless. She might have, she she was probably able to walk by the yeah, time. Yeah, they were probably in that space for a while. You know also, what I mean? Yeah. He's probably told that story 500 times. But it's not about the amount of times he's told the story. What I'm trying to say is like, he had to have known the story well enough to tell it 500 oh, times. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Yes. That's what I mean. Like, if she was five, he was a teenager, a young teenager, but a teenager at the least. He probably was the age she is now. Yes. Or a little older. Yep, just a little older. So that would make a lot more sense for me than for it to be like, yo, this eight-year-old's carried around this infant. Exactly. I mean, like, the they picture- they his money. The picture makes sense, but yeah. the, the reality of it is, like, no, they were much older, but they still were out in the streets. Yeah, yeah, And not even as, like, really young adults. Yeah. So, yeah, that's 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 very ridiculous. Yeah. Because it, it's very ridiculous. And I- Going back to what you were talking about, though, with identity and the reason I talk so much about that, I'm sorry, but I was trying to bring it around to this, is she then starts talking about when he brings up the idea of her marrying Drogo. She she kind of is upset and she kind of says, she, there's a quote where she says, dragons did not mate with the beasts of the field and Targaryens did not mingle their blood with that of lesser men. Yet now Viserys schemed to sell her to a stranger, a barbarian. So... There's a lot to unpack there. Most of which, though, is the idea that Viserys, again, had this... He had the education enough to know that the type of people that he was a part of intermarried. He told Daenerys this. He said, hey, I'm going to be king. You are going to be my queen. That's just the way we do stuff. That's it. But he also kind of feeds her this sense of superiority. Do you agree? How how so? Like, what what do you mean by that? Like, the idea that... By them being Targaryens, by them being of Valyrian blood, of the blood of the dragon, they are somehow... They, he says it? He no, does. I know. It's every single time he says it. He does. And that means something to him, though. And that means a lot to her because it means something to him. It's what's been taught to her. So she's just like, I'm the blood of the dragon. That's why she said, the girl, look, the water can be hot. I'm going to get in the water. And it's not going to... It's not going to... What's that going to mean? Like, I'm going to get in the water and it ain't going to burn me because I'm a dragon. Like, she believes this because she's been told, like you said... 50 times, 500 times. She's been told the same story. You are blood of the dragon. You belong to Viserys. You are going to be a queen. You're going to make more Targaryens and then everything will be right in the world. Um, So when she gets this news about this other dude, she just like, one, I don't know him. Two, I don't want to be here. Three, but you promised me that this was going to be the way it is. And and now you're telling me that this is not the case. What the hell is going on? Some of that really just comes across as another thing that a child is trying to rationalize mm-hmm. because when you tell them one thing and it's hey this is a very that's absolute yeah i told you that you can stay outside until you know the street lights come on yeah and you're playing against time and you're watching and you're waiting every single time 
to see how much you can press up against that. Mm -hmm. With this case, it's very much so like, hey, we're going to be together and we're family and that means something. Mm -hmm. And being family also means that we have this very specific birthright Mm -hmm. that we have to adhere to. So because they did that and, you know, this is once again, Viserys internalizing very specific things about Targaryen history. Yeah. Because to sit there and say, hey, well, we only marry each other. It was not true. It's not true, but could also just be very true to him. It's like, this is true to me because the thing that I think about, the thing that he thinks about is him also grasping at the straws of, hey, our heritage is this. He talks a lot about Aegon. But here's the thing. And that's important to him because it like calls back to that. It's weird. He talks about Aegon, but you know who he talks about more than Aegon? Rhaegar. He talks about Rhaegar more, and Rhaegar definitely did not marry a Targaryen. Yeah. He did it. So, yeah, and it's funny because, like, when I'm thinking, and I'm going through the chapters, what I like to do is I like to look for any mentions of any other women or girls that the POV thinks about or talks about and how they take them. Yeah, there's not a lot in this chapter, but there are There's some. not a lot, but the first woman that she mentions by name is Elia. Elia Martell, who, if y'all don't know, was married to her older brother Rhaegar. Whole bunch of stuff went on. I'm not even going into that right now. I mean, they talk about it, it in the chapter, though. Like, it's important to give the context that no, of course. Viserys gives. So, yeah. So, that's... Okay, fine. You're right. You're yeah. right. Um, so, Viserys tells her, or at some point had told her, that Elia was married to her brother. The thing is, she, this is the thing. He didn't... She didn't specifically say, oh, Elia was married to my brother. She says, Princess Elia of Dorne died trying to protect Rhaegar's heir. So, basically, it's like, oh, Elia was my brother's baby mom. So, I don't know what Viserys told her there. Also was like, yeah, she's the princess of Dorne, which is very correct and very true. But she yes. also was the princess of Dragonstone. So I don't know why he was just like, I mean, actually, I do know why people got a lot of problems with Dornish in this whole story. And it really makes me angry. It really makes me angry. I have a lot to say about how the fandom, how the world of ice and fire in general treats the Dornish. But like I said, I ain't ready for that. Um, but she mentions Elia by name. So she was important enough to at least name, you know, it was mad weird. She don't name her mama. No, she doesn't. So, and here's the thing. It might have just been, this is the way the chapter was written and I'm looking and thinking too much into this, but do you think Viserys talks about their mom or is that an off, like off topic? Like you can't, like offhand, like you can't ever. I feel like there was one time Daenerys brought it up in passing and was like, where's mom? And he probably attacked her and said, don't ever bring her up again or else she'll wake the dragon. Well, and that was the end of it. Like, I feel like she probably tried to broach the subject matter. And it's probably something that's very damaging to him. Well, that's what she says. He doesn't yeah. want to cover that. And it's yeah, like I don't know if it, he doesn't ahead. talk about that anymore. He doesn't. It's another one of those things that he's compartmentalized. So you don't think? That he doesn't know. Because no. she says specifically that, like, he blames her for their mother's death. So I think he brings it up a lot. I just don't know if he ever talks to her about her name. Oh, no, or, like, that's what I'm saying. I, I yeah, think, yeah. like, in the context of, guess what? You killed mom. Yeah. But never about here's who mom was. Here's who the person yeah. that I got to know in the time that I Oh, like no like, good information. There's no yeah. good information. This is this is one, it's all hearsay. Two, it's all crackhead dreams. And three, it's, <sighs> you laughing, but he's, he is on some something else. And like you said, if he had ever found Nightshade, him and Euron would have been best friends. Oh, they would have been because they, messy. They just all, because they're so caught up about their family stuff. Yeah. And, he is, he, and, and that's not to say that he he is not um, in, entitled to feel that way. Yeah. Like I can't even imagine like him being like, "Hey, I'm 12 or 13, mm-hmm. and I got to figure out how I'm going to live." Yeah, that's not cool. 
So we're going to paint this picture yeah. that he is, he, he once again, developmentally stopped growing up. Yeah. Let's just straight up say 12 to be fun and nice. So where Danny is now. Where Danny which is, is right very, now. Very which interesting. Is a child. Interesting. And he stopped there. Yeah. And, and, and he, he held on to the things that he knew were very important to make sure that the two of them stayed safe, safe, um, sheltered and, and, and had some form of an insurance policy. So pause though. Pause. Why? That's a question Why I kept asking. That? Why? Oh, because shoot, maybe because he feels like the legacy is important to him. And that's what I mean. Like, I don't understand. Like, part of me is just like, all right, but who's cool. still telling him that? That's what I'm saying. So who's still telling uh, him that? You know. Well, I know who's telling him now. Oh, we know who's telling him. <laughs> now, now I know who's telling him. It's Illyrio. But I mean, like, before all before? that, like, before that, like, seriously, and what, what possesses even a 10-year-old or however old he was, because we never get this information, George. So here's the thing. We never get this. Hold on. We never get this. What possessed him to continue to take care of her if he held so much resentment? At that young age, he wouldn't have been thinking about her as a future spouse or anything like that. It would have been an annoyance and it would have been in his way. Why did he keep her? Man, you asking the hard questions. Don't have a good answer. Maybe we'll come around on it. Just circle, circle that. I'll on, circle on the, that. I'll circle on, that on the on the on the board that has the little pins with the strings on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There should be a picture of Daenerys and a picture of Vis- Viserys and the string between them and a little like note that says why. <laughs> and and I'm not sure, um, but I'm per- there might be a good reason. Maybe we'll we'll end up coming back around on it. But yeah. So we deal with. The first woman, who's Elia. Yeah, and I said we we, we t- she talked woman. about her mother, but she didn't say yeah, her name. We don't know her name. <laughs> say her name, and the next females that were were introduced to Lord, <laughs> Lord, <laughs> Lord. The next females that were introduced to are women, a woman and girl. Well, that's why I, that's why I use the 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 catch all term. Be calling people females, bro. They're not females. You can't call a woman or a girl. You don't like don't address them as females. Like well, I didn't call. I didn't say you hey, said the next females, females <laughs> but I didn't call them. I didn't whistle. I was like, "Yo, <laughs> you was doing the most. You was doing the no. Never mind. I was about to say Illyrio, and that's not good. Yeah, that's, that's not that's, even, not, that's true. not true. Don't at even. All. That's not. That is take, not true, y'all. I would take a lot of offense to that. So the next women that yeah. were introduced to yeah. I, once again, I don't want to say women, because, but I guess the world considers yeah. the 16 year old, the uh, next female woman. characters, the next female characters. Yes. I can't believe we had to circle all the way back around on that. And like, I just said that, hey. but that's okay. Hey. Anyway, this is an exploratory conversation. Exploratory. Exploratory. Yes. Ex- sorry. So <laughs> they show up cause it's time to take a bath. Um, once again, I'm just reminded of the fact that, we don't have any real good description of Cat Stark, but I have the most description about Daenerys at this point. And it's 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 one of those things of I'm not sure if this is meant to be unsettling on purpose or if this is just meant to paint the picture based on how she's feeling at the moment and how vulnerable she is in, in this particular situation because she doesn't really have a choice. And it's like, hey... These slaves are going to come. Oh, um, slaves don't really exist here, but slaves are here. And her her kind of understanding of the older woman who was helping her because the older woman. You think she talk. was understanding? I, when I say understanding, I, I, I mean more so like, hey, the old woman who comes mm-hmm. doesn't talk, and that's great because I kind of just like to take this bath. But the young one mm-hmm. who shows up, 
she's always talking and that is bothersome to me um a line that she uses Mm -hmm. uh, where is it because she straight up calls her a wench and i'm not sure if i remember you did tell me yeah i'm not i'm not sure if that's like a is that some weird kind of like like a title is that a title i mean they use the word wench a lot um but I don't know books. if that's specifically interchangeable because that's I mean it's, how it's, someone told her to it think can of be, her. It can be it can be a job, not not a job, but it can be a. It's most definitely an insult when people want to use it, but it's also like like kitchen wench. Doesn't that you know what I mean? Don't they just use that as like barmaid type? I guess. Language? But I'm, I'm just trying to think of the first time that she has something to say about another person who's in her space, like in her actual space, who's a woman. Yeah is to think of her as a wench of and course. to think of her as, as less than. And, and once again, we're, we're going back to this whole, what is her, her identity, her identity. And, and her belief that, well, she's not as important as Viserys. No. He tells her that and she internalizes that and believes it. Mm-hmm. She doesn't believe that she's as important as someone like Illyrio because she doesn't kind of question. Mm-hmm. I mean, she questions his, his motives, mm-hmm. but she doesn't question him, mm-hmm. like not outright. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't feel like it's her place to do Ooh, so. Oh, I want to think of, I want to talk about that. Yeah. yeah. But with, with the, the, the slaves, it's, it's just straight up, Hey, these are slaves. And this one, I don't really like because she talks too much and kind of thinks about, mm-hmm in her space, how she's more important than her. Yeah. Um, but if you want to, you want to circle back on something else? Well, yeah, no. So you started talking about just, um, I mean, you were just talking about Dandy's little personality in general. And I think the thing that was the most interesting to me, cause I have not read this chapter in a very long time, um, was that she was a lot more one perceptive. Cause like you said something now about like things that she thinks, but doesn't say out loud. Like she's a lot more perceptive than I originally gave her credit for. And she's a lot more, like she really is a lot more intolerant of the things going around her because of that perception. So what Definitely. I mean by that is like, yeah, like what I mean is she's constantly having thoughts about how Viserys is inept, about how Illyrio is a crook, about how, you know, people around her just are like not well-meaning. And a lot of her internal conversation in the bath scene was and I didn't think about this because I was so focused on the other stuff and you 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 said it like she kind of is grateful I guess that the older woman doesn't talk to her but I took it kind of as like they're kind of invisible people to her because she doesn't even name them she has never and I don't know if this is a okay well I'm broken down and I'm worried about myself so I really don't have the time but these are literally the the only other female people around her and she has nothing to say to them she has nothing to relate to them the one girl, I mean, obviously I'm not saying she's cruel to them. She's not cruel to them in any way because the girl feel, feels comfortable to talk to her. Or she just might just want to talk to everybody. I'm also, side note, is that the same girl that when Tyrion gets to Illyrio's house, that happens? Not sure, but... I wouldn't be surprised. Put a pin in that. I'll put a pin in that. Put a pin in that. We'll talk. Um, yeah, she doesn't, she doesn't think about them as companions. She doesn't think about them as friends or anything like that or people to go to. Like, she doesn't feel comfortable enough to confide in them about the trauma that she's or the you know that she's feeling at what she's just been told and part of me does believe that it is because of Viserys's indoctrination I think that Danny, even though like you said she feels beneath Viserys she feels beneath Illyrio I think that in Danny's mind she still comes third for everybody else in the world like mm-hmm. I think most that, assuredly and and I'm not saying that that is an evil thing I think she's a child and I think she's been told a very specific thing I think she's been told hey we are a race of people that are superior to other people. We are more important than everybody. This dude is going to help 
the world see that and he's going to help us get back to where we need to be. Here's the funny thing about that, though. What? Even though she may feel that way mm-hmm. and is not really interested in, in talking yeah. to to the, you know, the girl giving her a bath. Yeah, yeah. She definitely internalizes some of the stuff that she, she tells her. Oh, yeah. Because she she still holds on to little bits and pieces of, of information mm-hmm. and, and kind of, as a child would, takes that as some form of, of gospel. Like, she still sees that as, oh, well, she's older. Maybe mm-hmm. this is a thing that she might know. And as hopeful as a 13-year-old can be about being wed to an old man or older man, the uh, the young woman tells her, hey, I know it sucks that like some people get married or whatever that they don't want to. Mm-hmm. But hey, at least you're getting married to a rich dude mm-hmm. and he treats all his slaves real nice and all hmm. his slaves wear gold. And that's something that straight up sticks out in her head. Yeah. Because it's one of the first things that she decides to look for when, to she, look goes. For when yeah. she goes. Because it's like, oh, well, she said this. And, you know, if I can if I can go ahead and confirm that, mm-hmm. at least that will, you know, it will reaffirm to me mm-hmm. that I'm in a space that I can maybe call a safe one for myself. Yeah. Because at least, oh, well, you know, he's taking care of his slaves and they seem to be in, in, in good order and everyone seems think? to be on the up and up. See, I did not get that. That's it's, interesting. It's, it's just, it's a weird way to grab at anything that you can kind of hold on to that feels safe to you. Once again, I feel like that's another big part of our identity mm-hmm. right now, which is getting information from people mm-hmm. and all of the information being but do you muddled think she did in some way. To be safe though, because I don't, like the impression I got was the girl said what she said, Danny internalized that as that is really messed up. I realize I'm probably going to be one of those slaves. And because she's been taught her entire life that the dragon is a slave to no one, she is mad salty about it. She's not looking for safety. She's not looking for anything good. She probably did take that advice to go like, yo, I'm going to check out the scene and be like observant and, and see if what she had to say was true. But I don't think it was to to comfort herself. I think she was big mad about it. And I, I don't know. It's, I think I told you this before. Like, I really get like when we're reading Harry Potter, like I've, Harry being as resilient as he was living with those people, I feel like that's the same like energy I'm getting from daddy. Like I'm not getting like, like I'm not getting helpless from her. She is in a very helpless situation, but there's still some semblance of a personality in there that I think is erased when it's just reduced to, well, she was sad all the time and she was just so beaten down by life. And I'm not saying that she wasn't beaten down by life. I'm not saying it's not going to get worse. I just think that there is a fire in her that already exists now that I'm just, I'm peeping out. I'm just like, yo, she, when she saw those, those copper collars, she was like, that is the wackest thing I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> she was like, that's not real. She's like, this girl said gold. Her information was clearly wrong. Yeah, she had bad information. This is the worst. This dude is the worst. Illyrio's the worst. My brother's the absolute worst. And I don't want to be here. And like you said, I think maybe that's because like, I'm, maybe I'm in, what, what do they call it? Um, oh goodness, what's the word? What is the word? You know what I'm saying. You can ask me what the I'm word pro- is. I'm projecting. You're projecting the word into my no, head. No, no, I'm projecting my little self onto Danny. Not saying that that's what I do at all. I really don't. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I think that I don't know. I really, I like, I like her energy in this, and she don't really have a choice, and that's the sad thing because she's literally the smartest person in that room. Because even Illyrio can't tell that she can't stand none of this going on. Or either, or maybe he can, but he doesn't care. The only reason I say that he doesn't is because of that conversation that he has with Tyrion later about her. 
And he just seems so absolutely unaware because he don't pay her no mind other than the fact that he lusts after her. Him, a grown man, he probably is in his 40s or 50s. Who knows? Yeah, he might even be in his 60s or 70s. Oh, God, no. So real quick before we move on to Illyrio, because we need to talk about Illyrio. Um, (laughs) I don't want to talk about Illyrio last. No, no, no. It's definitely not last, but it's it's important to kind of set the stage before they get in the... um, it's not a palanquin. It is a palanquin. Okay, I thought that that was made up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so just touching real quickly on the other thing that was important in, in this chapter, mm-hmm. which is family. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daenerys very specifically calls out being sad about the fact that she's not going to marry her brother. And that being a thing that, you know, at, at this point she'd internalized as being a, a, a real possibility. Well, and, yeah. And, and yeah. Because of that whole identity thing. Because again, that's what he told her for the whole of her life. She was supposed to be his wife and they were going to take back what was theirs with fire and blood and all that good stuff. Yeah. And I think that's what I was trying to say probably poorly, um, whether or not that was because she had been told that her entire life or whether or not that was because of companionship. Because when he tells her about Drogo, her first thought again was that she was supposed to marry Viserys. But then it goes, well, I don't want to marry this barbarian because that's also something that's been taught to her. Yeah, it's weird because she get, she keeps getting these uh, mixed signals from Viserys. It's, mm-hmm. well, our bloodline is important, but my my vengeance mm-hmm. is more important. Mm-hmm. And that somehow outweighs the consequences of their bloodline thinning or their bloodline being lost. Because at this point, I guess, like whatever kid she has is going to be part valerian no matter what happens yeah but for him it's i i wonder if it's a it's a it's a pride thing and well you know what it was because and i'm pretty sure they talk about this later but i think the intention was always to use drogo because he thought he could do that uh to use drogo take back westeros and then marry danny anyway i think that was his original plan and probably was like i can kill drogo but i mean think about it again like i said this dude is delusional he literally carries around a sword that he cannot use. He has no acumen for any kind of diplomacy. He does not know how the world works. He literally just spouts and spews all these like prejudices that he's learned from whoever. This is what I really would want to know. Who was teaching him I mean, these I things? guess he had to learn them from Willem Derry. Because I mean, and Derry th- didn't teach him. He probably picked up on the streets. That. And again, like, I know that Ares was mad racist. Like, he, uh, that's just that. He was mad racist. Like, he literally picked up baby Rainies and was like, she smells darn ish. Like, yikes. Um, but again, we coming back to the fact that if we're going to treat Viserys like a fiend, and maybe we should stop using that word. Yeah. Yeah. That's- but I can't call him an addict because I don't have any proof that he's actually on the nightshade. I don't have it. So what I'm going to say is he is very, very, very troubled and he has traumatized himself. But Danny is paying the price for all this stuff. And he, for him, whatever is important to him at that moment, and I can only compare it to somebody with addiction issues, is like they could care about something all they want, but their addiction comes first. So he needs the Iron Throne. He yeah. needs his identity back. His identity is tied to him sitting in that chair and people proclaiming him king in his father's place. Yep, That's what it is. And whatever means necessary for him to get it, he will get yeah, it. He and it he will clear. use Daenerys yeah. to get that. I don't know how long he's been thinking about this. I don't know how old he was when he started having these crazy machinations, but he was like, listen, one day Daenerys is going to get me a lot of money and a lot of swords. So I got to send this out. 
But then it's weird because he's still telling Daenerys, like you said, these stories of, well, we're still going to be a thing. Yeah. Which I would like to talk about. And we can get into Illyrio at that point. It's very strange to me because I really don't think Viserys is really about that. Like, it's weird because he he assaults her the first scene we see him in. And that's some real nasty, wild stuff. But then on the same flip side, he's just like, well, you're a little kid. And you look like a little boy. Yeah, who would want a little And who would want a child? A, a child? Like, yo, Illyria, are you sure that Drogo's about this? Because that's kind of weird. So he's very critical of people who find children attractive, as you should be. As you should be. But then is saying, well, we're going to be married. Like, I'm really confused. And he's confusing. He's a confusing character. He's very confusing. And I don't, like, he's wild. He's layered like an onion. <laughs> he is. And I, I don't, it's like the part of me that wants to be like, I feel bad for him. The things that happened to him blah 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 yeah i cannot because at the heart of it there is this little girl that is suffering because of his madness yeah fam i straight up just wrote down that he is the number one contender for the worst person in westeros right now and whoa you don't know right now right now people that we've met or heard of everyone that we we've met based on the povs that have been presented to us like met like not mentioned you're not just mentioned because like there's obviously things that we're we know. No, but I'm saying like that's for so like he's worse than Aries, he's worse than Robert. Sure, because at this point we don't have a lot of information about Aries. At this point, we don't have a lot of information about okay. Robert. I'm I'm just saying, like, if you think about it from the perspective of what we read in these chapters. Okay, so, so like far, people who are there. Those are people who are there. I will I don't think he's worse than Illyrio. I don't think he's worse than Illyrio. You either. just said he's the worst person we've met. I just said I don't think he's worse than Illyrio. Oh. That confirms what I'm saying. Okay. But if you want to okay. get into it, let's talk about all the reasons why Illyrio should be the worst person. All right, run right down, now. run down, run down. We got to talk about Illyrio. Okay. So first off, he stinks. Like That's confirmed. That's confirmed by several sources, but mostly his pallid, moist skin... <laughs> They use the Stop word it. moist. They actually say moist. <laughs> they said his hands were moist. His hands were moist and he likes to touch on her and he's gross. He's disgusting. Um, also, he's a liar. He's clearly a liar and Danny knows. He's definitely a liar. Danny is like, I hang out with the street urchins and they tell me all kinds of stuff about Illyrio and he sucks. Yeah. Also, you don't get anything in this world for free. That's and she knows own. that. And she knows it. And how does she know that? If Viserys doesn't know that, how does she know that? This kid is so like... Yeah, they're, they're painting her as like super perceptive. She is. I mean, she has to be. She has to be. It's it's a survival thing. Yeah. So, but Illyrio is... Okay. So it's funny because they... There's like kind of like a throwaway line okay. in the book where Illyrio is talking to them and he's like, you know, many blessings from like the Lord of the Light. The Lord of Light, yeah. And it just like that that took me for a pause. I'm like, whoa, they they bang with the Lord of Light in this house? I would think him being friends with, you know, Varys, that's kind of like a no-no because we don't do magic stuff. But I think that that's very interesting that he makes a very big point to say, hey, we worship the Lord of Light in this house. And he's his guiding light is gonna <laughs> get us married to this thirty year old man. So let's go. Um. Also, he's going to. Pre- I guess it's because you have parties at night. But he's presenting her at night to to Drogo and his crew, and they're going to be just kind of okay with meeting up with them at this. I guess what you'd call is like a a dinner party or something like that. A dinner party with no food. Dinner party with no food. At least there's music. You know the music's cool. At least it smelled real nice in there. It air. smelled nice, man. They had all the hair oils. Like, but they 
she specifically calls out how like even in a place that was so heavily perfumed or like how even with him being so heavily perfumed he still stank yeah so lirio smells real bad no matter how much perfume he puts on but that also might be he probably doesn't wash and he puts on like spiced oils and spiced perfume like on top of it on top of the sink you know what happens when you just throw like like you get out the bed like axe body spray on top of axe body spray yeah and it's just like he just smells like a hoagie he smells just like a he hoagie just man like a hoagie. just like a hoagie and he smells real bad um but like they're coming into the place and another thing that like they have to point out is this huge stained glass painting or portrait of the doom of valeria wait what's it, it what it, i mean for me I'm tying that to Lyra because it's another thing that he had to have commissioned that. No, this is Drogo's house, bro. No, this is the house that he gave him. No, this is the house that Pentos gave him. But what I'm saying is if that's something that was so close to him, do you not think that he would know? Nah, man, I think that that has been there forever. And I told you this, I think it's been there for a long time because the Pentos, Pentos is a free city. Free city literally got their freedom from getting rid of Valyrians because Valyrians were conquering and colonizing the whole entire world. So they were just like, oh, they fell? Good looks. Let us make a big painting. That's like like all the, the like, I guess you would say like Roman stuff that you see and those pictures and portraits are like, hey, guess what? They didn't make it. They didn't make it. They didn't win. They didn't make it. So here's, yeah, it's literally like an, (laughs) it's like a large effigy (laughs) of like, hey, guess what? Um, Y'all lost. I wonder if they have any uh like paintings or portraits of like the the Vornar, like those those dudes. No, nah, they got their own stuff, yo. They got their own stuff. They live in their best lives. Actually, wait, how many of the Vornar survived? I don't want to go too much into yeah, this, no, but no, like no. how much no no no, I'm just saying like I'm off track because it's just so weird to me that that Illyria in walked some, them into this wild place. Exactly. In some chapters we get a lot of of world building. Yeah. And sometimes it's about like other places and people are gotten a lot about that. And it, yeah. And just yeah. so far it's like, hey, we talked a little bit about Westeros. We talked like they called out by name Dragonstone. Well, that's uh, their sometimes, place. But like that it's it's like these are like these places oh, wait. of power. Speaking of what uh Dragonstone, I just have to point out the fact that I think it's so funny that the reason that they fled was because Stannis got sent on a mission he did not even want to do. Like, Stannis was the reason they had to go. Yeah. But Stannis didn't even want to be there. And Robert repaid him with dust. I just want that known. Dust. Yeah, Stannis kind of gets a roll deal all throughout this. But remember, it's not about him. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm just going to finish up my my uh, Illyrio stuff. So the, the whole thing with Illyrio is kind of just these, these sweet uh, promises and these sweet like notes that he gives mm-hmm. all the time. Um, all he does is he 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 patronizes Viserys. Oh God! Every single does turn. He? Does but he? But Viserys is so far gone. Yeah. That he doesn't even. I maybe it's not that he doesn't recognize it. He just doesn't care anymore. Who Viserys? Viserys. No, Viserys yeah. doesn't see it. Yeah, he must not see it because he just straight up tells him like, "Yo, dog, did you know that in Westeros right now there are people who are toasting your name." the dragon and did you know that there are women that are literally crying as they sew your banners and hide them from the dirty king robert baratheon because guess what they want you to come back and oh my did i i don't think i wrote down all the houses but like by name Illyrio goes yo the Greyjoys ride for you that the uh, martells the tyrells did he also say the red wines? So here's the thing. He said the red wines because they were right with the Tyrells. And we were talking about this. Mm-hmm. First, I want to back it up a little bit, though, because I, when you were talking about him telling him all this stuff, just I could hear Danny's eyes rolling 
as he was telling Viserys this. And Viserys was just like, oh my God, this is the best story I've ever heard. No, he literally says while he's saying all that, it's like, and, and Viserys was like looking off into the distance. I think you said it right when, when we had talked about it before, is I think Viserys disassociates. He does. A lot. He does. In his way, his his coping mechanism, just like Daenerys's, mm-hmm. is to go to his happy place. But his happy place for him is murder is and mayhem. Murder and mayhem. He's like, yo, man, I was thinking, you were saying all that, but like, I was on the trident and like that time, Rhaegar won. <laughs> and it's like, dog, what are we even, what are you talking about? Where are you and Where why? Where are you right now? And yet Daenerys just, most of her, if 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 Daenerys was emojis, she would be the, the eyes emoji. <laughs> yeah, the, the one that like looking to the side. And the, and the lady who's like, huh? <laughs> Like, it doesn't make any sense. And I don't know why I'm here. Also, I'm a child. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Yeah. Um, you were right, though. Um, so wait, so like the houses. Going, going about the houses. Oh, no. I, it was just funny because I think I remember I went back to like just because Illyrio just kind of what he does is he lets Viserys talk a little bit and then he doubles down on that. So if Viserys is telling Daenerys a story, Illyrio will be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And more. So like. I remember writing a note like when 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 Deser- Deseris. <laughs> Deseris. Deseris. <laughs> Daenerys is that remembers their, is that their ship name? Ew. Let's not go there. We can't ship Danny with anyone. I know we can on this show. Yeah, that's I not can't. cool. Doesn't she turn fourteen soon? <laughs> that's oh, not a joke. another thing that Illyria said that's is like, good- oh yeah, she's a woman because she's had her period. Yuck. <laughs> yeah that's i can't like it's 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 almost impossible for me to talk about this chapter because i'm so grossed out by everything in it everything all everything all of it everything it's like i can't even stay on topic honestly like it's weird last week i was like i had i had a flow i had i I don't know how to approach any of this stuff a lot of this is their personal history and remember right now this is our introduction to daenerys the things that we know about her are she is a child yeah she has one surviving family member who she puts a lot of faith and trust into. She has a very hard time with authority that's around her because she's lived her life in danger for so long and she's a child. And unfortunately she has to be surrounded by these adults who make a lot of decisions for her. And we're on the, she's on the precipice of a huge decision that is being made for her. And she has no choice, but to go along with it. Yeah. And it sucks. It does suck. It sucks. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> was that too much? Did I go too hard there? No, not at all. I just, <clears throat> that just seems to be the basis of, the, of this chapter. I feel like, I don't know. I, I wrote a lot. I don't, I don't really know. I mean, do you want to talk about, are you done talking about Illyrio? Do you want to say more about Illyrio? No, I mean, no, no. I just so, know like he's a liar. He basically is, he's an opportunist. Well, you know what? One thing I want to do. When does he become friends with Varys? I mean, and at this point, are they really trying to back Viserys or are they just playing the long game before they can go into the actual plan? I mean, this is the thing where if you are a stakeholder, mm-hmm. but you also have stock in your own company. Yeah. Like, hey, guess what? I'm hedging my bets. Yeah. I'm going to bet on myself, but I'm also going to bet against myself. Yeah. So no matter what, like I can I can always go back and say, oh, well, you know, I actually was thinking that you weren't going to be able to take back Westeros. So it's a good thing that I backed all these, you know, sell swords. And, you know, I, I have I have a, a chance or a stake in something else mm-hmm. that's not you in case the whole Dothraki thing doesn't pay off. Because unbeknownst to them, last time I checked and the way they explain it is Dothraki don't really ride in boats. 
So I don't know how Viserys was getting 40,000 Dothraki screamers <laughs> across the narrow sea. Like, nah, once again, wasn't he like, yo, I actually will only need like 10 thousand yeah, because then and that's 10. when he started talking about it because he was just like yeah i don't need 10 because i'll take those 10 and then the martells they're gonna be down because they're basically family even though they're not quite us he's cool claiming them when it's time he, when it's time when it's right time. and he's like yeah they'll they'll definitely join us because they need justice for ely and the kids um red wine and terrell they'll be down because they're always down which is true that is true is true he also says one that's a bullface lie he says great joys and this is what i want to get back to i don't understand it that one's not real. It doesn't like. In what world sir. is Balon Greyjoy <laughs> sitting world? there going, damn, you know, <laughs> if only Viserys were here. <laughs> Dummies. They care about ships. <laughs> they care about the drowned god. They don't care about no dragon. <laughs> Good Lord. The absolute last thing that I want to say about Illyrio, because he stinks. <laughs> You're still on that? No, because it's like every time I read about Illyrio, I just see a gif of the critic. Oh. <laughs> and it's just, it's that, but on repeat. And 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 he's a liar. But the lying actually like plays out to, because, you know, she she really goes out of her way to, to really describe him. And it's just like, you know. Because he's, he's probably scary. He's his, massive. Oh, he is. He's a like, huge dude. And again, so nothing big. nothing bad about that. It's just like, she's a kid. And like, it's just this dude who comes out of nowhere. And he he looks like a circus ringleader. He wears all the rings. He has so many rings. He has a forked beard. Yeah, that really? he has people oil until it shines. Like actual shines gold. Like gold. So, who, so he's out here with like a mad colored beard. Yeah, bro. I'm imagining he's bald or balding. Nah, he probably has gold hair too. I don't know. Well, actually, we don't know. He wears these like thin robes that don't cover his flesh all the way because she talks about his like pallid flesh. Oh. And it's just, he's, he's, he's greasy, man. He's, he's mad greasy. greasy. He's so greasy. He's mad greasy. He, he touches you and it leaves like this film. Yeah, on you like like takes, you know he doesn't wash his hands. Well, that's why she says she loves the hot bath and needs to hurt her because she she hates the pizza that he leaves on her. <laughs> it's just like he's always he's the kind of dude that like I see him whenever he's in a shot he's eating a, a slice of pizza. Gross, <laughs> and it's just gross and not no, not the pizza part, but the part no, that he like, just thinks that he's he just touches her and he's and, better than and Viserys and allows it. Her. And the thing about Viserys is he gets angry. At the idea of anybody else possessing her, because again, she belongs to him because she's not a person. But then he allows this stuff to happen. And it's just, again, I get it. He's messed up. I get it. But like, bro, that's your baby sister, man. That is your whole baby sister. That is your last family. That's your last family in the world known to you. That's all you got. So like, I don't understand it. Um, And that brings me to... The party itself, yeah, um, because that, that's, kinda, very, that's yeah. very well described in at um, the end of this chapter. Kind of, they kind of. The thing about this is they do, but then it's still very much like the. I would say seventy five percent of it is Danny's internal thoughts about how she is not down to be anywhere she is. Mm -hmm. Um, but they go through it, and then we already didn't talked about how she felt about seeing the slaves and the collars, of which at this point, like you said. Slavery is just very normalized to her at this point. Like, it's not supposed to happen where they are, but being around Illyrio and probably just being around the free cities in general, where it's illegal, so to speak, but it's still happening. She's she's used to it. And it's just like any servants that they have. I also would imagine any people that 
would take care of them or bring them into service. Like when Viserys has the money, he would just pay for it. But yeah, um, they go around the room and she has that. What I like to say, what, what, what I wrote down was that she had a, a, a realization. She had an epiphany. She had a, a moment of clarity and what she realized that she was the only woman in the room. First of all, the fact that she thinks about herself as a woman at 13 and I know people are, well, it was the time. And it's just like, nah, it's not the time. She's nah, nah. But it was really like that scene from Get Out where Chris realized that oh, yeah, he, he was, was being auctioned. <laughs> like, it literally was yeah. that. And she was just like, oh, wait. Oops. They set me up. Oh, Oops. shit. Like, Too late. Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, she knew on some on some level. She knew, but she didn't really know. And, you know, she walks in and it's just like, all these warriors, all these guys in armor, all these guys with swords. You see a couple of Drogo's blood riders. You see some unsullied. You see um, what was one of the guys was like an Arkham from was it Lee's or Pe- like yeah, it was one of also, those places. Also, they don't have no love for for eunuchs. They be they're mad at anyone um, who yeah doesn't I have mean, a penis. They get real mad. And Viserys very specifically calls out like, "Ooh, I I detest. I hate him." It's like, wow, fam. Sarah's is just, oh, but all these people they keep calling out in this room, and then, and then it the the camera I I see it it pans around and it focuses on Jorah, <laughs> and he is just a funny dude. He is a clown because guess what? <laughs> he spent up all his coin everywhere else. He has no more favors to turn in. No more he has money. No more friends. He has no more money. Bro. And it's, it's a shame when like you get ran off by Ned Stark because I have to laugh at you because that's foolish. Um, but you know the funny part is that Viserys says he don't say it was Ned Stark. He blames Robert. Oh yeah he blames Robert. He's like that. yo Robert and 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 again not to really go on them but I think that might have been a thing where Robert and Ned didn't talk for a while because Ned was still big salty about what happened with Ely and the kids. Mm-hmm. But he was like, look, man, actually, no, I'm lying. I'm lying. I'm lying. I was going to make up this whole scenario, but nah, that probably wasn't the case because they were cool by the time the Great Jorah Rebellion happened, right? Definitely. And Jorah was there. They so, yeah. That. So, never mind. Yeah. He just called his boy up and he was just, just like, yo, make sure there's a decree. He's take, banished. Take care of it. He's, he's, he's banished. banished. I went to his house. He was not there. They told me, oh, he went back He'll or he went out. He'll be back in a minute. Yeah. He went out to get a pack of cigarettes and he never came home. Yeah. 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 So, it, I... Once I only call it out because I think it's really funny in in the description that they gave a drawer, uh-huh. and she's like, "Man, he's he's real, he's fit, but he's bald," <laughs> and it's real. <laughs> she just calls out specifically this balding this balding knight and kind of this this image that she gets of, "Hey, this is a person who's from this place that I'm supposed mm-hmm. to be from, right?" And 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 kind of trying to put any kind of powerful stock into another individual. Because to me, that just seems like a hey. He could be a safety net. This this guy hmm. could be someone who could who could help me. Um, just striking out for anything. Hmm. Because like you said, she goes in this room and it's man, I'm the only quotes woman here. Yeah, and she's just going around and it's like, hey, you know that's George George the Andal. Mm-hmm. Andal, I know that word. Oh, that's cool. He's from oh, and like maybe she because she describes the crest, but she doesn't say it like as if she knows that is the family. Island. Yeah. Um, but she recognizes that like, hey, in this person, there is something very similar. We have a similar mm-hmm. heritage in that like we're both Westerosi. Yeah, because everybody else there everybody was not Westerosi. It was just her and Viserys. Other. And she probably never, other than Willem Derry, met another Westerosi. Or the assassins that Viserys says comes every week. That's like a Scooby-Doo mystery. I actually wonder how many assassins 
he's foiled. How many have they gotten away? I, I don't believe. So here's the thing. I don't believe that he's lying. That no, I don't believe he's lying either. I want to know when he first realized that that was a thing. Who told him? Also, yeah, like Robert definitely was sending people out to kill him. But I mean, first of all, first of all, let's let's be clear. Spoiler alert. I'm sorry, y'all. Right now, this is spoiler alert. Just pause for five seconds because I'm going to spoil something. Jorah's an assassin being sent or he's at least a spy. Do you not remember that they sent him over there and they said, hey, if you get them, we'll pardon you. Definitely. Spoiler over. Um, yeah, I I don't know, but I do know. Yeah, I, that was a. Mm. Yeah, I don't I don't think it was a throwaway, but it, it was just something else that she calls out to and, and, and holds on to. Yeah, but she believes it, too. I just yeah. Like, how many do I think he foiled? I don't know. I don't know. Do you think he's ever even seen one or does he just know? Like, I just know. And they're like always one step ahead or what? I don't know. Um, but Jorah Mormont is is here. <laughs> He's here. He's not going away yet. And she's like, yo, maybe he got some cool stuff to say. And and so here's my thing. Maybe because I'm so like into the idea of Danny being like this little rebel. Maybe it's not like, and, and again, that's not to say that rebels can't have safety nets or anything like that. But maybe my whole thing was maybe she just needed somebody to tell her the tea that like to tell her that Viserys was wrong. Like that, that's what I looked at. It. It's yeah, like, she oh, wanted someone else. Like, to, so, like I need your agree. opinion on this thing, man. Can you tell me if this is true or not? Because he's been saying this and it don't sound right. And George's going to go, well, I'll tell you whatever. But when Viserys comes, I have to tell you something different. <laughs> anyway, so we keep scanning the room uh-huh. and then we fall on, on Drogo, where up to this point, everything that Viserys had been saying about Drogo and, and the Dothraki to Daenerys have been like, hey, they're savages. He didn't say anything yet until we get well, here. We're, we're getting here, but like, yeah. you have to imagine like up to this point, because you know, he straight talks about like, hey, well, you're deserving of me, but you're going to be with this dude. And I think that he's less than. Like, he's not happy about it, but he knows that this is, it's an inevitability in order to get the thing that he needs. But yeah, he he's really mad at Unix. He does not like other people. He definitely doesn't like people whose skin is even remotely melanated um but he he holds on to when he talks about drogo just how absolutely powerful this dude is he's like man look at his braid his braid one is swinging by his butt (laughs) it has so many bells it's very nicely oiled he never lost never lost he never lost never lost big ball of brand and he's like yo you know what i don't say this a lot but this dude, he's like, Aegon, come again. Did you hear? He's Aegon, come again. And I'm like, what pride does this dude have? I don't understand at it. all. How can you dislike a group of people so much and say that they are so far beneath you as a person, but then he embodies the one person you idolize the most other than your father? The dragon. Wild. Really? Again, his mind is mush. He's not there. I don't know what's oh, going on. Before I lose that thread, speaking of the dragon, I, I took it upon myself to count out how many times throughout this entire chapter Daenerys recalls a time where Viserys says, the dragon, don't wake the dragon, don't anything the dragon, something, something the dragon. Like Cisco would be like, man, yo, you're talking about the dragon too much. Um, or someone refers to something specifically as being like dragon-like always in relation to Viserys. And over the entire chapter, Viserys independently refers to the dragon eight times, eight separate times. There are stories about the dragon being woken 
throughout this chapter. And I'm, I'm interested to see how over the course of this read, how many more times the dragon will be invoked or evoked or brought up. And man, he is, he is gone. And I want to feel bad for him, but it's real hard to. Yeah, I, I it's can't. real hard to I feel can't. bad for this dude. I can't. And it's, I mean, do I have sympathy? Of course I Definitely. do, but we worried about Danny and that's it. So yeah, I mean, oh. just to wrap it. No, no. So I, the, no, no, no. The reason why I was like, yo, the, about waking the dragon, I wrote down like Danny is very much like, I'd rather wake the dragon than get on Drogo's bad side. She is absolutely frightened of him. And I think I just wanted to set the final stage for where she is at this point in this chapter, oh, yeah. because it ends with her getting ready to be introduced to Drogo mm-hmm. and she's freaking out. Yeah. And I think you had even brought up something about that and, and, and really playing into, once again, her her feeling and her emotions at the time mm-hmm. and really a big core part of her identity, not really feeling comfortable mm-hmm. in this space. And the one thing that she turns around on, other than seeing Jor, mm-hmm. is seeing Drogo and knowing at that moment that she is absolutely frightened of him, even more so than Viserys, yeah. who you have to imagine up to this point had been terrorizing her every single day. Every single day. Of her life. Yeah. So to to pull back on that a, a little, it's it's another one of those things of this chapter keeps circling back around to the same thing yeah. that Daenerys needs in order to feel comfortable and safe, yeah. which is this space that reminds her of a place where she felt comfortable before, which yeah. was this red door. And but she's then, not even sure where that is. And no. I, I think that that's the sad part. If we're going to end on that, if we're talking about what Daenerys thinks Daenerys is who she is, where she's supposed to be, where she's supposed to be from, what her home is. She's confused. Very, very confused. And there's a lot of different, there's a lot of different information coming at her. And it's probably really, really hard for her to articulate out loud without fear of any kind of repercussions from either Viserys or Lyrio. And now she's looking at Drogo like, oh great, somebody else that could hurt me for just being. Um, And I think just to full circle it back to what you talked about with the red door in the beginning. She don't know where this place is at from a can of paint, but she knows that that's something she could hold on to. Yeah. She would like to find that. And she, she would like to really find it. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's her, it's her coping mantra. That's, that's her disassociation. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. From all this stuff. Well, this is the place that I want to be because again, she doesn't have a place. Westeros is not at this point, what she looks at as her home. Illyrio's manse is definitely not, even though at the end when she said, when she tells Viserys, I want to go home mm-hmm. and he grips her up and says, hey, his famous speech about letting them do all kinds of horrible, horrible things to her just for him to get his crown. She's like, well, he thinks that I'm talking about Westeros. I'm not talking about that. I literally was just talking about going back to Illyrio's house. But really what I really want is just something as safe and calm as the house with the red door, because that's the last time that I really remember not being afraid. Yep. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that's basically it for Danny One. A lot to chew through. Uh too much. <laughs> Almost too much. Almost but too much. We did it. We sure did. Um, we will be uploading episodes every Monday. So you guys can check us out on every major platform. I don't know if you wanna Yeah. So you can go ahead and you can follow us on the Twitter. That's at Made in Vault Pod. Um, if you would like to hit us up via email, we're gmail at themaidenvaultpod at gmail.com. Um, and we're on every major platform for podcasting. So you can subscribe via Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Yep. 
Um, if you have any questions, always feel free to reach out to us. And we're going to be back with this next week. Next week. We have another wonderful chapter. Um, I believe we're back cat to too. Cat. Back so to Cat. We're going to see this awesome party. Or maybe we see the back end of that party. Oh, Who no. It's the after party. It might be the after In party. The chambers. Yeah. Yep. It's where the juicy mystery comes in, y'all. Exactly. So we're going to catch y'all next week. Yep. See you next week. Deuces. Deuces.